Christian, episode 22. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Christian. Hey, happy Columbus Day. Thank you. Yes, and you know what last week was? What? Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. Did you atone? I I atoned in my own way. Okay. And I did fast. Good. I did fast in my own way. No, I did fast. You can't fast your own way. I started at 3 o'clock because I had to work from 4 to 7. That's not not official, right? And then I I fasted, and then I broke fast around 3 o'clock, so. Okay, well, God's not judging. I did my best. I know, but it was was my way, you know, so. So tell me. We didn't have time last time. Tell me briefly. Last time you uh, mentioned to me that you did is it your second or third time to Burning Man oh yeah and you had a funny story relating to sleep and Burning Man tell us oh that. right yes I went to Burning Man in my second year and as you know you're in the middle of the desert and there is no amenities and so basically I was sleeping in a tent which is quite uncomfortable I don't know have you ever slept in a tent Stephen yes I did oh. back in back in camp back in I did. People are shocked beyond belief. Yes, I did. I was, uh, yes, in camp. Go okay, ahead. so I'm in, I'm in a tent in the middle of the desert, and I, I woke up in the middle of the night screaming, like blood-curdling screaming, help, help, and then I went back to sleep. And everybody heard me because we camped with like 20 people. And basically, it was I was having night terrors. The next day, the exact same thing at almost the exact same time, Help! And so my nickname for yes, the rest what was of the your week nickname? was they they would call me either Help or Night Terror. Oh, so have you had night terrors? I've had no, not like that. Okay. I've had sleep issues with getting up and doing things like you that. You have, but not, but not screaming <laughs> like that. I don't remember. There's no one here to say that you've had. You have witnesses that. Yeah. Oh, there are plenty of witnesses. Yeah. Okay. So now I want to tell you what's the latest uh, situation with the Sleep Disorder Institute. Okay. Remember we talked about the last. Of course. I went back. Well, you said you said confidentially, maybe I should fake it. Remember you said I should really do it truthfully, or I should try a different Sleep Disorder Institute. Alice is going. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. Well, I decided to go back. I spoke to a different person, the head of this guy, the head of the whole analysis of the person when you do it, take home. So he's the the guy, the expert. He's been there for like over twenty years. So he was very very adamant. Said, try it again. Give it a try. He, he went through the whole procedure with me. He said, you need the five to six hours of straight sleep, you track of the you know your drugs you take, Advil and all this stuff, and you have to sleep at a certain time, wake up a certain time. You know how frustrated I was before that. So I did it. I did exactly what it was. It was Monday night, and I went back, and he had me wait because he said, this time let's wait and make sure that the tattoo was there and all worked out great, and it didn't work again. This time, he said there was some connection with the, with the nose. The, you have to put stuff in your nose. You have to put stuff on your chest. You have to put stuff in your finger, as you know, because the last time was the finger. So I said, well, <laughs> what are we going to do now? He says, well, I, we now have to go back to the insurance. And I said, look, I, I cannot keep going through this. You have to help me. So he said, um, we'll do what we can. So basically, I'm again in a waiting mode. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. I cannot keep going through this. I have to do, deal with this and this ha- you have to help me deal with this mode. So what do you think? I, I think you you know what to do. I think you, you'll know in time. Just go back and see what happens, right? I don't know. Did you forget to do something or did Absolutely it not, not work? No, I did it. I did exactly this time. And I also slept for six hours in a row. And you take my a picture of your situation, I, right? No, this time I didn't take a picture. But what I did this time is I had the thing in my nose and I put this thing around my uh, around my face. I had indent indentions, you know, right in, in, in my yeah. face from that. It was like rope burns, but it was right. plastic, which it was frustrated proof. me. It was, it, was, it was I took pictures of that. 
And of course, oh, really? it, you know, the, yeah, when it lasted, you know, I said to him, I have this. He's, oh, yeah, that's normal. That's normal. That's normal. But I can't keep doing this. This is proof that it obviously worked here. You know what I'm saying? So right. I hope by our Thanksgiving episode, this will be resolved. All right. Well, anyway, we had this contest, right? Why you would want to be a guest. So we have the first people to respond sent this email. I'm going to read this email, okay? These happen to be former students who are still at the American Music and Dramatic Academy. Now they are fourth semester. Um, Last semester, one of these students made final demo singing, and I'll let her tell what she sang. It was very exciting. So I'm going to read this email that they sent back to me. Steven, so lovely to hear your latest podcast. As you know, my good friend James and I have been fans since we began working with you almost six months ago. Where does the time go? James and I have religiously listened to the podcast, and if you can recall, we have always wanted to be guests on the show. James thinks he is turning into Steven, a self-diagnosed neurotic and someone who struggles with sleep. James is also in search for the perfect sleep aid. He's been exploring the psyche and how it can play a big part in how you rest at night. With the help and advice of some teachers and friends, James has been working on daily affirmations and some mind games to trick the brain into peace before bed. A comedic duo with Lila Brooks, spelled L-A-Y-L-A. James wants to chat with Stephen about how being a little bit kinder to ourselves can aid in a night full of peaceful rest. Lila might also be a mini Stephen, trying to neurotically stick to her bedtime of 8.30 every single night, which cannot happen now because she's in fourth semester and goes to midnight, while attending school full-time and working at a demanding job, as well as facing some pretty harsh realities of her own anxieties that keep her awake at night. (laughs) Self-care is a big lesson Lila is learning about as she grows up and discovers life in New York City. This could be a musical right now. Yeah. Lila and James have been great friends and would love to share their hilarious banter and exciting friendship with you. We are looking forward to hearing from you. And then, of course, they put their email addresses as well. So without further ado, Lila and James. Yay. So hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having You're us. You're quite welcome. So tell us uh, more about your sleep problems. My sleep problems, where do I start? Well, um... Honestly, I've never gotten a, a a good night's rest just because of my crazy schedule. You know, it's it's fluctuating. It's like sometimes you're in bed at eight thirty, and sometimes you're in bed at two o'clock in the morning. Especially in this industry, you're just doing so much. It's just kind of like bang, bang, bang. But going into fourth semester now, our schedule is totally flipped, and now we have classes from five thirty to like midnight. And so I get home at midnight, and then I have this burst of energy, and then I don't want to go to bed until three o'clock in the morning. So, so how many hours of sleep do you get then? I also I work at um, at a gym right now, and I'll I'll get there at around seven forty five in the morning to open up. So that's four and a half hours yeah. of sleep. Sometimes like that, yeah. Not good. Still do it. Listen, I'm young. I can keep it going. <laughs> no, it's it's a little troublesome sometimes. And what about you? I think now, ooh, well, it's rough because now I have a commute because I moved into my own apartment. So now it's a little more rough. I thought it was near the school, no? It is. It's only 20 minutes up. It's really not that bad. But I think like missing the train and then having to walk the extra block sometimes gets to me. But really, I used to get like like 9 or 10. Like I used to be really good with sleep. It was like my thing. Now I can't get to bed till like 1 or 2 because we're studying and then mm-hmm. you have to do this and you have to do that and it just keeps going. Um, so yeah, maybe now I get like 5 or 6. 
What has attracted both of you to this podcast in terms of this? Was it the sleep? Was it the problems I was having with sleep? What was it exactly? It was Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen's so great. We've got to listen to this podcast. It's probably just as fun and exciting as he is. No, but um, what really interested me about this podcast is the sleep and like the, the fact that you had mentioned like finding the perfect sleep aid. And I was like, hmm, that sounds familiar. I wish I could find that too. And so to like follow you through this journey of like going to these different places and meeting these different people uh, and hearing about their solutions. It's it's super interesting. So do you think I should go back to sleep disorder? And yes. <laughs> okay, so when I listened to the last, was it last, last podcast? You said like the finger thing didn't work or whatever and you know, now the nose thing isn't working. I think you, you've, you've got to keep trying. Okay, I, I will keep trying. I think that sleep isn't really, it isn't spoken about as much, but it's nice to listen to somebody talk about an issue that nobody else talks about a lot. Like there aren't a lot of podcasts that I hear Right. about sleep so i think this was something that we share and i thought it was yeah. really interesting i agree like i mean you hear people say all the time like uh oh i'm so exhausted blah, blah, blah. oh just terrible night's sleep but nobody ever asks you know oh, like well, why let's talk about it let's open up a whole discussion about it uh so i'm glad that you guys get together and that you explore these kinds of things it's so it's so fun to listen to it's interesting uh, it's different yeah it's, we it's enjoy good it. to hear that there are other people out there who struggle with sleep well thank <laughs> you very much uh, so let's talk a brief bit about uh second semester okay because sure. we were so Let's we, so it. I was your pianist for second semester, and Stacy was the teacher, and uh, it was a fabulous semester. I know you had enjoyed it. Tell us your experiences with me second semester, and so you fell asleep. Uh, yeah, We're not gonna asleep. lie. That was it. You did. We looked behind um, the piano. You'd and hear the first few notes of a song. You would hear the first few notes. You know, the funny thing that gets me is that you play with your eyes closed, and I. That's like a superhuman strength that you have because I don't know how you. I have always oh, called happens. him a medical miracle, and I think that it's the sleep true. study should not come here, or I don't think you should do the sleep study here. I don't think the sleep study should happen at the sleep study. <laughs> I think the sleep study should happen in, in the studio in with a piano, <laughs> because there would be their eyes would pop out of. There would be study researchers would be studying your brain, Steve. That's what I want to do. I want to do something unconventional. So when Stacy would pull us up to workshop, we'd be up there for a second, and then all of a sudden, like very quietly, you'll hear like one key go. And then you hear another key go. And then uh, you'll hear Stacey go, Stephen, are you with me? Stephen? Yeah, yeah. Stephen, sweetie. See, we would all look over and see, go, yeah, yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And then, you know, back to playing. It, I knew it, you had us. Yeah, you we were, knew you, were you still got there. You have mm -hmm. our back. Okay, so uh, this is actually how I shattered my phone the other night. Um, I I fell asleep with my phone in my hand, and you know that thing where like you're on the edge of sleep and you kind of like and you what is it? Hypnotic jerk, I think, is what they call it. Right about to fall asleep, and then boom, something jolts you. Um, that was kind of how it was, <laughs> Stephen. Like he, he'd yeah, be you know kind of going on the back in, and uh, it, he was always back in it though, which was very very impressive. But I but what about those eight o'clock in the morning class? Oh, you were out. You were you were gone. So there's like the temperature in the Antonia I, I think is like perfect for falling asleep and I think it was just a perfect storm for Steven it was 8 a.m. with Stacy's soothing voice as she's workshopping with us and uh, I think it just it, it was great for Steven to, to kind of get into this like catatonic state and then out. But even when you were asleep then we would walk off I, th I swear you'd be asleep and you'd be like the fermata or like <laughs> you'd yell something <laughs> off <laughs> and I'd be like Steven I thought you were out of here like I thought I didn't even know you were listening <laughs> okay well this is i guess we, we they, they all know this yes christian go i was just gonna ask about <clears throat> self-care and daily affirmations i'm very interested in this this is very something that is very interesting to me so <laughs> i i practice very similar things you know i i set an intention we talk about meditation and, 
So talk to me about that and how that has helped you with your sleep and how you think perhaps it can help Steven with his sleep. Okay, so I have a teacher, or I had a teacher last semester who taught me, one of them was, I release and destroy the need to be perfect. I release and destroy the need to be great. And that was like, oh, I don't have to be perfect? What? <laughs> um, especially, you know, when you're when you're in this, in this city and uh, in that school, for example, there's a lot of comparison. You're sitting there and you're like, all day just like oh my god that person did that so much better than I ever did it or you know and so you bring you bring that home with you it's hard not to especially when you're in school you're doing your homework in your room um, which is they say you shouldn't do that because you're bringing your work in with you and then it's where you're living it's just not good um, but I still do it anyway <laughs> um, so I was taught uh, the one affirmation which is like I release and destroy the need to be perfect and saying that right before a performance right before bed right before I head out to the world in the morning is um it's kind of life-changing it feels so nice I'll say it a couple of times and I'm like hold the little power pose so I call it like my Regina George pose you know I stand up in my room put my hands on my hips and I just go yeah I release and destroy the need to be perfect. And I just say it, and it feels great. Yeah. Steven, you should try that. Do the Regina George pose. The Regina pose. Jo- George. Yeah. The Mean Girls pose. Yes. And I release. put your hand on your hips. Yes, and, and say, I really, I can, I'll, maybe I'll, I don't know, do, I do it at, uh, yeah, maybe I should do it before I, I go to bed or something. Do, would you do that too? Absolutely. I do that. Um, but I do, I love the idea of creating your bed as that, as that sacred space. Do not bring your phone near your bed. Your the phone doesn't even go near your bed. Right. You know, no technology, no electronics in your bed area. Like that is like a big one for me. Like that's it. Nothing is in my bedroom except a, a mattress and a blanket and a pillow hmm. and a light. That's good. A lot of my sleep issues also come from my anxiety. And this is something that I've been working on with my dad for a long time since I was younger I found out I had a had a lot of anxiety built up um, and I think I do a lot of breathing techniques and a lot before bed before performing and that's just kind of being in this industry you kind of have to find ways to calm yourself down and not psych yourself out um, and I've actually been journaling since I was 12 or 13 so I have like piles and piles of just like if I if I can't say it you get it out on a piece of paper and it knocks me out and I think that's really it, it alleviates me and it just it's just like declutters everything or or painting something or sketching out a little doodle or that is more like my sleep aid per se so how do you adjust your sleep so I journal in the day more and then I try and figure it out at night okay. so it's it's totally flipped this is our second week uh, in fourth semester and luckily though since I don't live at the Stratford Arms, I have a nice bed now, like a real bed. And so you get up at what time? So I try and get up by like eight or nine. Okay. Usually. And I go to bed at like one or two. So it's okay. not bad. It is what it is. Um, but I try and not drink coffee because I know coffee, it's good in like small amounts as a in everything in moderation. But I, I'm adjusting it. We didn't have much of a break in between third and fourth semester. Sometimes you do. We had a weekend. So all of a sudden we're going from daytime classes to these nighttime classes where I was trying to get in bed, you know, at like 10 p.m. or something. Now, while my bedtime is happening, I'm in class trying to stay awake. And then right after I get out of class, I've got this like energy rush because I've been dancing around and all this stuff. So it's hard for us to get in bed. But that quick transition was so difficult. Now we're like scrambling to figure 
throughout our lives, right? We work in the day as well. And then it's just going to be flipped around again. I mean, in this business, it's there's no stability. I'm just very inspired yes. by, by how so young, yeah. being so young, you know, in putting this as a priority. Yes. You know, mental health is, is only recently becoming something that we need to talk about very often absolutely and young people are absolutely. are really leading that march so that's great hats off to you really i'm you inspired i just want to say to you that as a news reporter if i can tell you how many times a woman is killed a child is abused it all goes back to mental health and when you don't get enough sleep you feel like you are mentally ill things that don't upset you upset you you react to things I react to things. I think my world is ending. I think everything is so awful. And all you need is eight hours sleep and you wake up and go, oh, 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 my marriage isn't ending. Oh, my son does still love me. Oh, oh, I'm not going to get fired. I knew I thought sure I was getting fired. Or I just can't find the words. I can't think. I can't write. What's wrong with me? And then I get angry. It's all about taking care of, of you, really, when it comes down to it. And I also think being this young, and living in this city, I think so much, you're surrounded by so much and you're affected by daily things and being in this industry, you're affected by everybody telling you this and that and, and I think it's really just, you take it, you have to learn how to do you, how to, it's for you, you have to love yourself, you have to take care of, you're number one, you're your own priority. Um, it's hard when you're trying to give people this and people are taking this from you and it's a lot about push and pull and what do they want from you what are you going to provide for that well that's what we've been saying mm -hmm. you know it, 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 last time it's me first me first and adjust and all that and mm -hmm. it's, it's a it's a lifelong thing and it affects everything i think it's true um i want to mention lila was selected at, at the school uh they have these uh demos and then they have what they call select demos from all of the classes they pick the best people acting singing the holding it into their solos and then from this select they pick one or two and lila was picked for final select for the for all of the school to see so could you please share what that experience was like it was an honor truly truly i didn't expect it but i'm so blessed that i was chosen i'm so grateful working with my teachers is amazing in general and i look up to every single one that i've worked with um this just gave me more confidence and it um it gave me m more to look at and it, it was incredible. It was just one-on-one -on -one time. Um, I really took it to heart. And what was the song? Uh, I sang Another Winter in a Summer Town. That's great. So I think it's now we should sing now. I'm going to have James uh, introduce this. This is James and Lila singing a song that's very near and dear to them. Here we go. All right. So we're going to be singing My Funny Valentine, which is a song that our first semester musical theater teacher, David Katie, sang for us at the end of our first semester journey. So it means a lot to <laughs> us. So we're going to be singing that today. <laughs> Behold the way our fine feathered friend His virtue doth parade Thou knowest not my dim-witted friend Is the picture thou hast made Thy vacant brow and thy tasseled hair Conceal thy good intent Thou noble, upright, truthful, sincere and slightly obedient. You're my funny valentine. 
Silverstein. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you in Thanksgiving episode. Thank you. Thank you, James, thank and thank you, you Lila. Thanks for having us. Find him catching Z's, he's always at